Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Jameson. That's me. Chris Wern is still surfing it up. We just watched episode six of The Challenge, Ride or Dies. We saw Horatio and Laurel call it quits. Jay and Michelle play yet another horrible political game. And a standout performance from Jordan and Anissa. We're going to do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deets, and MVPs and Losers. But first, Jameson, let me ask you some questions. How much did this make you realize how Miss Jordan was in the past couple seasons? Oh, a lot, man. That that end of the episode was really nice to see mean Jordan back. And he didn't give a fuck what he was saying. He didn't give a, He wasn't, you know, politically correct, Jordan. It was like, let's go. I'm going to fuck you up. Um, classic, you know, talk about his journey as a, as a person. There we go. Okay, bailed it up, bailed it up. Give me that fucking goods. Let me see Jordan get mean. And he's going to be full-on dick probably uh, the rest of the season, especially Jay. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It's just I think it's just a better when when Jordan's a dick. You know, and and anybody can have a you know be a full spectrum person, have a lot of like you know be nice and cordial and a good human. But man, when Jordan's a dick, the world's a better place. He's sort of the only person on the show that like when he talks shit in the confessional before an event, you're like, all right, well, this is exactly what's about to happen, I guess. Like everyone else, you're like, eh, that could be for editing or whatever. Him, just like, well, of, of course he's going to dominate this. A hundred percent. And I love that he just like. He really doesn't hold back. Like he, he's just—he's got balls, man. He's got great balls. Um, that you know, like doesn't matter who he's talking to. Like the thing is, is Jordan would have that conversation with Jay, and and then he would have that conversation with Bananas or someone else. Like he doesn't—it doesn't care if you if you get under his skin or you offend him, he's gonna say how he feels, and it's—it's it's just it's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, of all like the best ever's that we've had on this show, you know, like. CT's scarier. Johnny's probably like better at like the whole game, but like I don't know that we've ever had anybody more competitive than Jordan. Would you say? I mean, CT's pretty com- competitive. CT's really intimidating. Would you say Jordan though is like one of the most intimidating players? I I think so. Yeah, I mean, how many times in the span of that episode alone did he stare down Jay and Jay would like swallow hard like a little kid about to get beat up or something like it happened four times in one episode. Well, the best evil villains always have a little smirk when, you know, they're saying something, you know, really evil. And man, when he got put into elimination tonight and then he like looks up at Jay and has this little moment like, well, I guess his emotions uh you know, did he get the bet? Whatever the fuck he said, it was just, it was excellent. It was excellent. And then when he, I forget what he said, he shouted up before the last ball. And then just did that perfect rainbow shot through. And I was like, that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen on the challenge. It was Jordan-esque, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, oh, Jordan? It was Jordan 23-esque. <laughs> Unbelievable. I... That was a classic Jameson moment where I like, oh, he's like, it was like Jordan. Then I didn't realize what I was saying. Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan. The Jordan. Yeah, the Jordan. You know, 23 Bugs Bunny, Space Jam. Ever heard of it? (laughs) So this episode um, felt a lot like the last episode. It felt like uh, deja vu in a lot of ways. So I guess I'd ask, why does Michelle want to be on the challenge? (laughs) I love that you said that because 
I was like watching it and I was like, wait a minute, did I already did I already watch this episode? Are like, they airing the previous one from last week? And like, I just missed it. It didn't feel like deja vu, uh, the whole episode. And especially with Michelle, she she's all over the place, man. She is just having a crisis. Like she doesn't know what she's doing. She's way out of her element. She wants to be friends with everybody, but she wants to like, I've never seen someone hate being in power more than her on this show. Like she, she has finds no joy in it. And what does she get out out of the, out of the show? Is she's like, Oh, cool. I get to be on a TV show. Like I get to be, there's cameras because it doesn't look like she's having a good time at all. No, she looks miserable. She's doing what you're supposed to do on the show. And she hates every minute of it. I don't, I don't really understand it. And in a vacuum, I have no problem with the decisions that they make as a team. Like you look up there at the four teams they threw in. I'm like, Oh shit. Like somebody really good is going to go home tonight. That's like, exciting but you have to own it you can't then go to all four of those people and ask for forgiveness or like ask for advice it it, especially after getting yelled at for doing that last episode and then a week later she just runs it back i don't understand like what what's the the end game here at some point someone is going to learn on this show that even when you put someone to elimination even if you're crying and giving them compliments while you do it it's, it doesn't help. It doesn't help the situation. Like, they still are going to hate you. They're still going to come after you. They, like, you got to, like, I, I got to hand it, Jay. I, I, I give him shit. But, like, he was just like, look, like, I'd rather be the person who's making the decision who's going in than the person who's going in. And that's who we are right now. And so we have to make a decision. And we're going to go after these, you know, big-time players. And, you know, Danny, like, one thing I want to talk about is, like, all the vets are just – kind of in these positions every week now it almost feels like we're headed into a new era or whatever just they all are kind of fighting for elimination every single week this season is just rookies and maybe it's not like maybe it's just this season in particular but you definitely notice a trend it was pretty shocking when they had the four teams facing elimination down on the ground and then they do the shot back up of everybody watching and it's like besides Devin, Tori, Nelson Darrell, it's like, oh, man, like all the people that we've been watching for years are like all about to face off like they're none of them are safe right now. And it's pretty crazy that I don't really see an end to that unless they start winning some daily challenges. And the thing, too, that's kind of sad, other than like Jordan that we were just talking about, like some of these vets, I'm kind of like, yeah, I guess I get it. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're kind of slow or you're kind of like not, you know, intimidating anymore. You're, you know, like, it's just you definitely see a shift of like just the, the dominance is just not there, especially this season. No. And I you know what? I kind of like it because I think this format is really working. I think that's why Michelle's having these panic attacks and everything. Like, if you have to pick four, you're picking eight people. At this point, it's a third of the house or whatever. In a couple of weeks, it'll be half the house and it'll just keep getting more difficult. And I don't think everybody's cut out for that. And my thing too is like, honestly, if, you, if you're if you a vet and you're bitching about them sending you in, like they haven't earned their respect yet. Like, well then fucking win. Because what do you expect them to do? They're not going to send in other people that they're close to, you know, AKA other rookies. They're going to send in you guys. Like, Win some fucking challenges. You keep talking about, we've been here before. We know what the rules are. Then fucking don't bitch if they send you in. That's just kind of the, I I can't believe I'm saying that because I love all the vets and 
you know, they got me through some tough years when I was, you know, in New York watching shows. But like, homies, you know what's going, you know the drill. You used to be in the exact same position, fucking win some dailies. And there's like a shelf life to how long you can be like a vet and get that respect. Like someone like Darrell and Veronica, they were on top when I was in high school. Like they mean nothing to these rookies. Like some of these rookies may not have even been born during their like original like road roll season. Fucking crazy. (laughs) I remember in high school, I was like, I am going to marry Veronica. Like I'm going to find a way to marry her. And then I'm like, oh, she's a lesbian. Never mind. But like I, I was determined. And now I'm like, Okay, now I'm the same age that Veronica was when she, you know, five seasons ago. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. We got to get it together. Veronica came to uh, speak at my school my freshman year of college. Did I go? You know I did, Jameson. (laughs) (laughs) I know you did. (laughs) That's pretty. What kind of, do you remember any of her, like, inspirational Quotes it was you. it was her Shane and I forget the other person, but it was just talking about like diversity and TV. I I forget what like the the loose connection was to why they were speaking at our school, but there was one. And but then they just sort of you know talked about behind the scenes gossip on the show, and I was like, all right, this is this is what we're all That's here for. Dude, you were meant to do this podcast, man. The challenge has been following you wherever you go. (laughs) Sadly, it really has. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson. All righty. Well, we talked about the vets a little bit. I was almost going to do something with that, but I have a question for you, Danny. Mm -hmm. Killed It or Send It Home? that Horatio actually has a girlfriend back home or if he just made that up to just kind of be done with the whole Laurel thing. Oh man. Um, I'm going to send it home only because maybe there's a side to him we haven't seen yet, but I will agree with you that from what we have seen so far, he doesn't seem like the player type. He just seems like a sweet guy that maybe got a little intimidated with Laurel and was like, oh, I'll just say I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm back out not of it. He, it's not even that he said he had a girlfriend, too. He's like, I'm talking to someone, kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like I uh, had a conversation with a female at a grocery store. Um, you know, I got her number and now I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That might be something. There's someone that might be my girlfriend one day. <laughs> So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send it home, man. I, I just like, this is, I don't know. Look, I, Laurel, you know, really liked him, came up, came on strong. You know, like she, the whole episode was about her feelings, which, you know, it was, it was one of those. And it's good, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, this guy doesn't have a girl back home. No way. He's just like, was like, get out of here. Like, uh, I don't want to be with, I don't want a serious thing with you, Laurel. Like, I'm, you know, young and doing my thing and. Who knows what's going to happen? And I'm too sweet. He's the sweet guy. He's playing the sweet role. You know, he's talking to be like, hey, like, let's keep things open. You know, that's you're something like that. You know, something that maybe, you know, CT would have said back in the day. He's right. like, no, I got I got a girl back home, kind of, maybe, sort of. And if he does have a girlfriend, Laurel, this is why you can't uh, seriously date like 24-year-old dudes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Oh, man. She's like, 
starting feelings like yo come on you know the drill on this show <laughs> you've been here before let's go laurel what about you i want to discuss um the tj wardrobe this season a little <laughs> more mature way less bmxy some scarves killed it or send it home for tj's new look uh i'm gonna i'm gonna kill it I'm going to kill it because I, I think, you know, everyone has to evolve, Danny. You know, we can't all, I mean, I, I myself have found that my wardrobe has, has, you know, grown and matured as I wear a beanie and a little Caesars t-shirt right now. Um, so I think that like, you know, Tej, you know, he's not like a young whippersnapper anymore. He's not, you know, maybe he's still riding BMX, but he's not ripping, you know, fucking all the time. He's got to, you know, be an adult sometimes. He's got some kids, I think. And uh, he's got to, you know, grow up. So I'm going to kill it. I also think that it's a still a similar style to what he always used to wear. But it's just, you know, adult teach. I am going to kill it as well. I think he looks fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, he would always wear like those backwards, like trucker caps. Like he's got a great head of hair. He's got a good style going right now. The scarves, he looked very distinguished. I, I like uh, the, the elder statesman Tej we're getting. I, I think he's just like really matured into this show in the best way. I want to see Tej with as a gray fox, a silver fox, you know, like, for, you know, 20 years from now, he's just he's he's walking up in Chris, you know, what is it, Chris Hansen suits, you know, from The Bachelor. He's walking yeah. out. He's just like, you know, still doing his thing. Um, cause why not? You know, like, let's just, let's grow with TJ. Let's grow with him. Let's grow. Well, over. let me ask you this. What? You think there's any way he could currently be a silver Fox and he's doing a little die job. Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I think I, my gut, I know TJ, I got a, a Vimeo of him one time. Um, and he would, he would ride the wave, the gray wave. I think if he had it, I think he'd be like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm cool. I'm cool. You know? I think you would too. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Who knows? Time to get juicy with Jameson's Juicy Deeds. Ooh, I see Danny's dancing over there. Hey, Chris, you want to hear some deeds? Oh, you're eating papaya and fucking, you know, porcachata and shit. Sorry, buddy. We missed you. All right. So I don't have a lot of deeds tonight, but I do have one special. Big old fucking deed for you, Danny. You know, last week you talked about, uh, you know, the Germans. And yes. I think your kills are sent at home. And you said, you know, do you think they were allowed to speak in German? And I said, no, of course they were. No way production would do that. Like, you know, they could. Boom. Deed coming at you. Colleen says they were not allowed to communicate in German at all. Wow. Holy shit. I mean, this is a great deed. This is following up on something we discussed. I'm loving this, Jameson. And uh, you know what? I don't like that for the for the production team. You can't invite all these people from around the world and then handicap them in a competition, which is exactly what you're doing. If I was forced, I don't speak a second language fluently, but I, if I was forced to like speak in Spanish like from my high school years, like trying to think of how to like solve a puzzle. There's no way it wouldn't happen. No, no. But you know what the fucked up thing is? If there was a challenge Germany and there was like 
people from America going over there, you know, they would be like, oh, go ahead, speak American. It's okay, you know, speak English, whatever. Like, you know, they would be cool with it. But here it's like, no, buddies, this is America. and You speak fucking English here. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe it. Like subtitles, it's not that fucking hard. Just, you know, let them speak their language and then translate it. You're what they filmed the show fucking months ago. I don't know. I thought that I just think it's ridiculous. But yes, it's confirmed, man. And yeah, it, to your point, too, it's not like they would speak German the entire time. It's oh. just like when the crucial moments of communication. They should be allowed to speak in their native tongues. Yeah, you would think. But, you know, MTV just, you know. Doesn't want no Germans doing that shit. Uh, okay, so maybe the reason why I know the thing about Horatio is because I have some a juicy. My only other deed tonight is Michelle and Horatio were hooking out uh, on the show. Um, no, I think it was after. I think it was after they've been spotted out and about. Uh, you know, Horatio just he just can't you know stick to one person he just you know but maybe michelle was the one that he was thinking about you know being with uh, back home <laughs> i don't know but yeah he's they've been spotted a couple times uh he posted a picture the other day of his really intense abs like they are very intense danny like you and i could work out and go hard and try to you know chris worm diet for fucking you know years and we would never have these abs never. and they're they're insane. But yeah, they, they, she commented on it and was like, like drooling face and blah, 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 you know. Oh, she didn't look uh, extremely nervous and like she might cry <laughs> looking at his abs? No, that in that situation, she's comfortable. She <laughs> she knows what she's doing. That's all I got for the deeds. Those are really good ones. Thank you. So MVP of the episode I think this is fairly obvious, but let's hear what you got. I have a, an MVP you're not going to expect, actually. I know I could say Jordan and Anissa, you know, I could say a couple of people, but I have a new person that I've never, maybe never said as my MVP, ever. I'm going to give it to Nani. I, oh, Chris is, Chris just woke up in Costa Rica. He just, he said, well, James is just, Chose Nani for his MVP. I feel like the earth is shattering. I just, something about Nani tonight, I really liked. I liked her talking shit. I liked her standing up for, you know, her her game. And Bananas was like, hey, I got to support my partner, Nani. I don't know. Just something came over me tonight. And I was like, do I like Nani? Am I like, like, do I think Nani, do I respect her? Do I like her game? What is happening to me? And I just felt it. And I wrote it down. And I said, maybe later in the episode, I'll change my mind. And I could have. But no, I'm going to give it to Nani. I, I really liked uh, her episode tonight. She she talked some shit. And it was it was genuine talk shit talking. You know, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. And I'm tempted to make you my MVP of the, of the week. <laughs> I feel like this is some real growth from you and Nani. There you go. Yeah, see, we're growing. <laughs> Um, I am going to be boring and give it to Jordan and Anissa. I feel like uh, all the focus was on Jordan, but Anissa blocking shots, carrying giant cinder blocks, oh, no problem. I mean, she was uh, she was great. I feel really good for her. We all know we want her to win, and I feel like with Jordan, maybe she's got a shot. And if she keeps performing like that, she really does. She's so easy to like. 
you know, she's always been that way too. Like she's just, she's just uh, really you root for. You can't help it. I really do hope somehow she pulls off a miracle and and, and wins it. Uh, who knows? Anything can happen. Anything is possible. Kevin Garnett. <laughs> and the loser of the episode. Oh. Now this one is probably pretty easy to figure out. Michelle. Michelle was an absolute mess tonight. She's crying all over the place. She's in, in you know, leading like you should be. Okay, you win the fun challenge. You go comedy. You make your decision. You're not, you know, saying sorry all the time to everybody and trying to be friends with everyone. You're all over the place. It just is a. It puts a huge target on your back that you're easy to take advantage of in this game. And now everyone knows, like, okay, Jay may have some, you know, cojones, but just go to Michelle and we'll tell her, yes, you can do this. Or, I, you know, we have an alliance, yada, yada. And then you just, boom, bam, beam, done. Michelle's gone. I agree, but I'm also going to add Jay to this. Michelle and Jay. Uh, I don't know that Jay has cojones. Um, <laughs> he tried to, you know, save face and act like he did, but... He looked scared, man. He he looked like he didn't want to be in that position. I mean, I think Jordan scares the hell out of him, as he should. And uh, he just looked like a punk. He is a punk, man. He stinks. A balding punk. Shave your head, man. It's okay. It's all right. You're, you know, bald guys are cool. Look at Dr. Phil. Like, he saved lives all over the world, man. Look at Dr. He's bald. Phil. That's Who else is bald? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. He he's bald. There's lots of cool bald guys. Oh man, can you imagine if like your only inspiration when you finally shave your head is like, well, maybe I can pull this off like Doctor Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. He's he's hilarious and he's bald. I think John Lovitz is just balding. I don't know that. He Oh uh, yeah, I guess he hasn't fully gone for it. He hasn't fully gone for it, you know. But I, yeah, I know, I know plenty of guys in my life that are bald, and they are amazing. <laughs> oh my God, Doctor Phil. Well, until next week, that's it from the tribunal. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a layup, Chris. You killed it, Jameson. I think uh, next week we might finally be joined by our co-host. See if he comes back, man. You know, this is this tripod of, of podcasters. We got to support each other. And sometimes you need to go catch some waves and eat some, you know, fucking plantain chips and shit. I know anytime I go off and do some surfing, I come back as a much better podcaster. <laughs> All right, we're out. Have a good weekend, everybody.